Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined today by my friend Bob. Hi. Hello, Bob. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Now. Uh, <laughs> I'm better now that I've kind of figured out what's going on. Uh, you were on the struggle bus there. Little little bit of struggle there. I did not know what was going on, and everything was missing, and it was annoying. Was it one thing that you didn't? You just overlooked the entire time, and then uh, you figured it out, or was it just like... Yeah, it's a stupid setting. I find there's always cameras. things. Like, Unfortunately, why, why can't I hear it? And it's like, oh, it's because this thing's not plugged right. in. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff that isn't plugged in. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about comic books today. We've got uh, not that many. It's not a huge week. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot of gaps on the shelf. This a lot week. of gaps on the shelf. Uh, very strange. But mm. uh, but there's some good stuff. I enjoyed a bunch of books this week. It's because they put all the comics at the end of the month. They're backloading them for some reason. Yeah, uh, this is this is a bad time to have comics in a store because it's so humid. So maybe that's it. Ooh, they're Who doing knows? it for you. They're doing it because they don't want them all wrinkly. Because they care. <laughs> Perfect. A comic book that's too big to get wrinkly uh, <laughs> would be Amazing Spider-Man number 31. Of course, legacy numbering. That is 925. Mm-hmm. The wedding of some person and some other person. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is two people that are at a wedding getting married. Who are they? They're getting hitched. Who it's, are those One people? of them is Robbie Robertson's son. One of them is Toomey Tombstone's daughter. Ah, so well, there we figured it out. Put two heads together, we figure out who got married. <laughs> Perfect. I got it. Uh, it's fun. It's fine. The, yeah, there's, there's a lot of like stories in it. It is interesting because it is setting up like three different plot, plot lines. Plat. Plat lines. Uh, yes, that is lines of Oliver Platt dialogues from different <laughs> movies. There's um, a lot of plot seeding in this week's comics, actually. That is true. I agree. Uh, some of it is in this week's Avengers. I, you know, I actually forgot to read Avengers. I did not forget to read this week's Avengers. This, uh, I hope that's not too dark for people to see it. But uh, anyway, uh, Avengers this week is continuing with those weird, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call them? They're like geometric shaped creature monster villains. And they, one of them is basically a biblically accurate angel, as the meme would say. So uh, it has like a lot of eyes. It's it's like a bunch of feathers and a and an eyes and yep. stuff, and it's just kind of a kind of a, a form. One of them is like a a hexagon with arms and legs, and they're just they're kind of weird looking. Hmm. Uh, they're they're interesting. It's a cool swing that they're taking. Um, this honestly, I was expecting a little more from Jeb McKay for this because it's, it is just a fight comic. It really is just like, well, Thor can't beat this guy, and you can't beat this guy, and this guy is so strong, and this is very strong, and it's like establishing I mean, stakes. Yeah, I mean, sure, we're establishing the same stakes that the last fifty comics have established. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just not. It's, I like him a lot, but I think he's, I think he's really just doing kind of the rote. Is it like writing for the trade kind of thing? It kind of is. It's actually this, what this reminds me of is uh, if you took Hickman's run of Avengers Mm. and turned it into a readable series. Oh, I mean, that sounds good. Like turn it into (laughs) something that's not for like hard sci-fi fans. Like he just layered on like fake religious nonsense and crazy super space stuff. And it's just, it was too much for me personally. Uh, yeah. And this is this is a much more readable version of an Avengers story with these big, 
pseudo godlike weird uh i don't know i mean yeah big for, weird shapes from space yeah that's cool for me i like a, i prefer a, a, like a, sh- a i have a shorter attention span so like a five-year storyline isn't gonna Oof, work out for me whereas Z's. something like this is probably more although that said i'm sorry i forgot to read it uh and i will uh yeah i i like this i don't know how i forgot i just did i'm I, honestly there were I less tend, comics i tend to forget to read avengers all the time because mm. I didn't even grab it from the shelf. It's weird. Nine I just skipped of, it. Nine out of ten times, it's just it's too much. Hmm. Uh, this, I will say, this is not too much, and that's cool. And there's this weird, like, there's a weird through line of, like, how much, uh, for some reason, Sam is really pissed off at uh, Black Panther. And there's, hmm. a, there's a little bit of tension between the two of them, and that's a fun storyline. I like that. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but you know what else is fun? What? Batman Incorporated. It's... I like it's it's weird because it seems like it's getting canceled. I actually kind of like it better. They just like and it, even though it's like a sort of, I just love how sort of dumb it is. Like, but like <laughs> also like they're actually acting yeah. like a team. Whereas the first one was just like it was just like that stoop ghost man ghost maker, <laughs> yes. and it's like who cares about that? He's not even doesn't even like have he's not even a bad guy. Like he's like, but like he's now, not a bad guy. Now, but he is a bad guy. Well, now they have the bat people doing their bat stuff. But my yeah. my favorite part of this is that there's a Joker who's a rodeo clown, and yes. he and he fights the uh, the Native American man of bats and his sidekick. He's like a villain for them, and his whole deal is that he's upset that he was prevented from becoming a rodeo clown by Chief Man of Bats, and mm-hmm. I think that's really funny, and I like it. I mean, so is, more stuff like that will. That's make a me. great. That's a great origin story. Yeah, it's good. Uh, what is the origin for Oracle meeting Scooby Doo? Who knows? It's no. Rame over. Oh yeah, I did see Which it say like Rame game over. Yeah, he said Rame over, and I actually stopped reading it at that point. Uh, I don't know why. That's it's a good reason. It says it on the cover, and I feel like the reason it says it in is, the comic as well. Mm, yeah, R's tend to replace O's. For Scooby Doo, so replacing a a G with an R seems odd. Yeah, like he would say, "I'm game. over here." He would say, "Rover game rover," and then you would have a double pun because he's I also guess, a dog. Wouldn't he say "Rame Rover"? I mean, he definitely would say "Rover" at the end, but I think maybe they wanted to avoid that that direct pun. Who knows? I don't know. Who can who can see into the minds of the oh, geniuses they want to behind say Rover? Scooby Doo. Because he's right. a dog. He's a dog. Uh he's a dog. He's a bird a dog. dog. Um he's a, <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> he's a bird. He's, he's a dog. A, she's a dog. He's a bird dog. He's a bird. Hey, guess what? You know what you know what you get when you go to the twenties and you get a plane and you go through a barn? You get barnstormers. What happens? Tula Lote and Scott Snyder will tell you all about it in this week's Barnstormers number two. That wasn't even on the shelf. I didn't even see it. Well, it is on the shelf and it's called Barnstormers and it's a okay. comic about Stormin' Barns. I missed it. Stormin' Barnin' Shortscoff. Uh, there we go. Captain Marvel, The Dark Tempest. I didn't read it. I did sort of flip through it. I see Barnstormers now. I just, just like has like such a nondescript cover oh, that like I me, literally man. just skipped it. It's like it's you could like it's like invisible. 
It is basically invisible. I was just about to argue with you that it wasn't on the shelf (laughs) until I looked over and saw that it was actually there the entire time. It is basically, yeah, it is basically a nothing comic. It is, it's a Fenord is what it is. A Fenord, you say? Yes. Okay. Uh, For anyone who is a fan of, uh, oh my God, the Illuminati Uh, trilogy. That is the, sure. the Fnords are these words that we are programmed to not see between the lines of texts that have secret meaning. Whoa. Yes, that's right. Well, then it is one of those because that's 100% that what happened the to The entire me. comic book is a Fnord. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the Captain Marvel comic is written by Innocenti, I can tell you that. Yes. Uh, I will say that this was one of my favorite X-Men comics that I've read for a while, too. I love this. Uh, it's fun. This was good. This was much better than Immortal X Men this week, which we will get to. But I thought was not all that great. Yep. Uh, Children of the Vault, however, was very fun and read like a classic kind of like fighty eighties nineties kind of. It read very much like uh, the first arc of Grant Morrison's Justice League to me. Mm. In a sort of, I would say that, yeah, yeah. In a sort of comparative way, I I like the idea of it on that level. Um, and the the art was fine, just fine. It's too bad the uh, the camera wasn't on me to see me pour that water down my shirt. I saw it. Okay, good. As long as you saw it, as long <laughs> as somebody caught it, it was really good. Saw it with my eye camera. <laughs> That's the most secret camera of all. Yep. God, I gotta oil this fucking chair, or maybe buy a new one. Mm, Who knows? Buying uh, new sounds good. It does seem like probably it's the time to do it. The arms have fallen off, and it's just <laughs> like this thing is done for. Mm. Uh, here is a comic book called "Damn You All." I didn't read this one. Damn y'all. Damn y'all. Which I would I, I would have read it if it was called if Damn it was Y'all. Called Damn y'all. I feel like everyone. Damn would, y'all. Damn y'all. Read this comic. It's, you'd think it was exciting. Uh, hey, look at what we got here. We got the dark faces of Danger Street. Oh, yeah. It's the Outsiders on the cover. I love these guys. Who's the dude with one eye? They're all the Outsiders. They have names. I can't remember them. But there's a... I never paid attention. If you've ever read first issue specials, uh, there's one that is uh, drawn by the... Uh, depending on your uh, your inclination, the in, in my inclination, the wonderful Jack Sparling. Um, hmm. Perhaps many people are like, "Oh is God, this Captain, one is Captain Jack Sparling." No, oh, no, he's that's, not. That's he's true. just a guy that drew a lot of comics in the '60s, uh, and he drew this. This, uh, I think, actually, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he drew it. Um, I feel like it's, I they're read all just the like. Original- it's such comic, but it's the first yeah the first dc outsiders but it's like not not nothing to do with the those it, they're just like these weird circus freaks that i don't really know what they do like i've read the comic and i couldn't tell you anything mm. about it really but they in this series i actually really like what tom king is doing with them uh they have like like one guy has like one eye and one guy's like a lizard guy and there's like a lady that has like snake arms and she seems to have broom hands but uh yeah it's very odd the outsiders are odd i think they're aliens i'm not sure i should know i should have done some research but you're about to talk about my favorite. I'm about to talk about one of the best comics this week. One Ooh. of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite artists. I love this guy. I have loved him since Atomics. And uh, what was Astro You mean Atomic City Tales. Atomic City Tales, I mean. Sorry. Mm. I, I almost said Astro City Tales and Atomics, which is <laughs> totally wrong. Yeah. Um, 
Jet Cat and Jet Friends. Jet Cat, yes. Uh, many other. Which I didn't like quite as much, but yes. I well, liked. Jet Cat was for kids. Jet Cat was fun, too. But it was fun. Yeah. I like Jet Cat. I like I like Jay Stevens is amazing. I've been kickstarting this since it started. Not so the it. last issue of it is 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 I think the Kickstarter is just about to, it's not a Kickstarter, it's like crowdfunder or something like that. But yeah, um, I, yeah. It started as Kickstarter. Anyway, it, this now they're doing them uh as anthology sort of it's not like quite a trade but it's two issues of the series in one and then they're going to come out by monthly and so this is issue one and issue two of dwellings and what dwellings is is like i think actually i really liked someone's uh elevator pitch kind of thing for it was it's saturday morning meets the midnight hour like it's like the Hmm. the darkest of midnight or something along those lines but it's like basically like the best written like truly psychological horror like just astoundingly well written and then drawn in a style that's like probably like what people watching the video can see uh on their screen with the cover of it it's done in a in a very like super goofy kind of cartoony style but it's still like richie rich kind of yeah yeah hot hot stuff the devil if richie rich had eye stabbings and like uh well, I mean, the most classic cover of uh, the uh, the Die Die My Darling artwork from the Misfits that was done by the guy who drew <laughs> Richie oh, Rich. So there you go. Nice. That's a that's a real pull. That, we found that out when David got that tattoo. He got the, what is it? Black Cat number fifteen or whatever the name okay. of the comic is. Yeah. Uh, it's just the woman who's half skeleton yeah. and she's got the glass yes. glasses or. Whatever champagne or whatever the fuck she's drinking. Yeah, uh, that one. It was drawn by the guy who created Richie Rich. Oh, that's cool. Funny. Which I thought was a really funny. That's a that funny is. tidbit. That is. I funny. should also know who that is, but uh, I don't know shit. Well, Dwellings is amazing, and you can't go wrong. So this is like the first issue involves like a bunch of. It's like kind of like a bird style, like Hitchcock birds kind of thing. And then the second story is actually the much to me. It, I think actually the second issue of Dwellings is my favorite of all I, of all the ones I've read. I mean, the birds one, you're underselling it. It is. It is very clever. It is. No, I, no, I know I, it is. I like loved it. it blew my socks. It's just unfortunately for me, it's been like six. It's been well over, yeah. like probably close to two years since I read it, so it's not fresh. But I, the the second story, essentially a bird, a, a bunch of birds, something happens, and they and, see it, and yeah, they see they right. see him accidentally knock someone out with a brick, and then they get to eat his eyes, and you know they're very excited to be able to eat this person that he's killed. And then now they're sitting outside his house and he originally thinks that they're there because they know what he did and they want to punish him. But what they really want is for them for him to feed them. And so we get a little shop of horrors thing. Right, with right, the, right, right, with right, right. The, And then he slowly devolves into being a raven. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, the second one is like a linguist who uh, stumbles upon this like crime that... It, it, it it's just this really weird cult thing that like involves like lots of murders but like this unfolding plot that like when you get to the last part of it it's just like oh shit <sighs> like that's what's happening to yep. this character okay and it's amazing just amazingly well written and cannot like if you haven't read it you definitely should get yes you should definitely get it it's fucking great and Easily. if you like a gargoyle you're gonna like gargoyles. Oh, yeah. Gargoyles, it's good. And if you like ghosts and enjoy oh. the lore therein, 
I love this comic book. Yeah, this comic um, has really come into its own. Somehow I started flipping through this and then just kind of stopped. So I can't really say anything about what happens in this specific issue, but I really like it. I think Ghost Lore is very good. I think yep. it's my favorite Cullen Bunn thing in yeah, quite a while. Yeah, it's definitely definitely his best thing in a while. So, And I love Leo Max. Mm-hmm. I just really love Leo Max. And this one I wish I had checked out. People seem to be loving this book, weirdly. What is it? Uh, Godzilla, here there be dragons. Oh, it was the pirate Godzilla one. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. There is. It's fun. It's weird. You wouldn't think it would work, but it does somehow. There you go. Like peanut butter and chocolate. Mm, I would think those would work. And some ants. Ants, okay. (laughs) Peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter, chocolate, and like a little bit of bleach. And blood. You wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) think that the bleach would really work, but it does. It's great. Um, Ghost Rider and Wolverine. Weapons of vengeance, much so much, vengeance. much much better than I would have ever thought something Same. like this would be. Uh, I think it's because it's written by Benjamin Percy, who is very good. Sure, Currently writes Wolverine. I think once he's let off the chain to just do a fun, dumb story, yeah, he can do it. And this, that's what this is. It's it just like feels like a Marvel comic. It to feels me. like it, it just feels like, like it a, could. It feels like a Marvel comics presents to me. Sort of, yeah. Like I yeah. would. Like this, this feels like somebody redoing a Marvel Comics Presents story. And yeah, and I hate to be like a back in my day, whatever, but it's like, it feels like a Marvel comic. It makes sense to me in the way that like what Marvel Comics were to me at at a certain point. And and, and nothing against it. Like, it's not like there aren't good comics for Marvel anymore. It's just like, just different now. And this feels like it's a piece of, because it's like the story is like, it, it's got a flashback in it with like the Xavier school and all the characters oh, that yeah. are there, but it also has like a, a present day storyline with, I mean, it, it, but it I, has an argument over, over ice cream in the right. kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. as opposed to, uh, we're having a big, it's, it's an era in the X-Men's life where they're teenagers and they're having fun as opposed to current times when they are, they're, adults they are running the world and they are at a huge high level it's nowhere near as fun as when they're just like you know fun loving teens getting into trouble and like horsing around with each other getting mad about who stole the last mint chocolate chip ice cream yeah and it's also uh the other thing that i think is sort of important to point out about it is that it's also a really good johnny blaze ghost rider Mm. like that the way he's portrayed in it is is really good and um in it's not it's not like wasting your time with like here's the high concept of what we're doing with ghost rider this time. it's just like it's just a fucking ghost yeah, rider yeah. he's hunting demons cuz that's what ghost rider does it's interesting they did a thing in this uh that was my favorite uh i hate it when they retell the origin story everybody does sure but they felt the need to retell the origin story but used it as a plot device that was really important Mm. because they introduce him at the circus and he gets injured and they think that he's fallen and it's like no 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 he got distracted in midair because he's sensing some sort of thing and it's like oh we can announce that he's this daredevil and he rides a motorcycle and all these things that we've gone through a million times but he's there for a reason he's at this he's at this event jumping some stuff because we need to see him on a table and be like what could have been so important that it knocked you off your motorcycle hmm. aha it was this gigantic demon thing that we're concerned about 
cool. That's great. I also thought the art was really good, and I really liked like some of the modern Ghost Rider art. I think is just goes like way too like something for oh, me, it, and this it, it even tries the, to be too horror-y and just kind of fails to be superhero-y at the same time. But there's like a close-up panel of the skull, like right after he kind of becomes Ghost Rider the first time in the comic, and I thought it was just like a really cool visual of Ghost Rider. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, this was this was a nice surprise. Nice. Uh, here we go. And we are continuing on with Guardians of the Galaxy number five of the new series. I really like what they're doing with Mantis in this. Yes. I think they've finally realized that Mantis is a fan favorite character and they're actually treating her with some sort of respect, which well, I think is cool. They're they're playing uh, some f- like kind of acknowledging the fact that like there's like that whole Steve Englehart like Mantis storyline that actually crosses over from Marvel to DC at certain points. Um, but uh, like Mantis is actually in a Justice League comic. I don't know if you ever knew that, but um, I did. It's a different character name or whatever, right, but exactly. it's literally the same character yeah, yeah. and it's the same writer but um but she has like some kind of thing where she's like all of the different versions of herself she's like can become them all at the same time there's like a nice visualization of it in this uh comic but um i think it's fun it's good guardians comic as you know works it works i agree uh and next we have the house of slaughter slaughter i don't know anything about this comic book well if you like slaughter and people, I do love. They got a they got a house for you. I do love slaughter. How do you feel about Kaya? I think that this is the best issue of this series. I like this series, and this is the best issue in a while. I've been kind of on the fence of like, uh, I'm not really sure. The art is so fucking good in this comic book. It's it really crazy is crazy yeah, yeah, good. That's true. Crazy good. I mean, in general, but in this specific issue, mm-hmm. it is like really cool and they're now kind of hinting at like some of the things that maybe are coming up with uh the the little brother kind of like powerless uh guy thing i don't know it's it's really cool i really like it cool. a lot kaya's good how about killer queens number two i flipped through it but this could have really used a title page like just a summary page i agree yeah it's yeah. like a st- stuff like this where it's like clearly like you're just like you're just selling it to the people that read it before that's fine but like you want people to know what's happening and but if like, you just pick I mean, this up you'd have no fucking clue i guess i didn't read the whole thing before but i did read some of it and i would be confused now it just needs a, like a recap page agree uh, so we got all of these guys, the Night Terrors. We got your mm. Flash. We've got your Green Lantern. Mm. Uh, we've got your regular old Dawn of DC Knight Terrors number three. Mm-hmm. We've got your Robin. Hey. Hey. We got your Robin me, right here. Robin. And Shazam. Johnny Shazbot. It's Jenny Shazbot, actually. Oh, sorry, it is Jenny Shazbot. Uh, it's Mary Shazbot. Mary Shazbot. And Zatanna rounding out the crew. I really hope they do a series of uh, Zatanna and Cliff Steele. Like, I know. It seems like they're pushing towards that. Maybe that is and, a really. It's a weirdly good team up. Yeah, I think there's just there's potential there. It's fun. It's new. That's the one I like. The rest of them, it's just kind of like they do stuff, and then at the end, it's like, here, it's going to be continued in this specific comic. Like, literally every single one of them is just like, follow the end. It doesn't end it until you get to this comic, which you knew was going to happen because it's a crossover. Yep. 
Mech Cadets, number one from Boom Studios. That's a reprint of that because apparently it's a cartoon now. That's what it says on the cover. That's the deal. It's Greg Pak. It's good. I remember liking it when it came out. I didn't remember that it was Greg Pak, but that's... Yeah. Good for him. Selling cartoons. Hopefully he's making some big money. Mm. Uh, We got Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number nine. Number nine. With the old Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Oh, man. I bought some back issues recently, and uh, you know... There was Demo Goblin and like all of those, and there was Hemo Goblin. You yes. know, Hemo Goblin is not a Marvel character. What? He's not. He's a DC character, and he appeared in the New Guardians in the issue after Snowflame appeared. And his name well, is. I mean, or no, the f- issue before Snowflame. I mean, there is a DC character called Hemo Goblin as well as the Hemo Goblin I, from the Marvel comics. I don't think there is. There is a hemoglobin. There is? Yeah, yeah, there is. Absolutely. Okay, I'm Googling that because I don't remember him. No, there totally is. But I also is. wasn't really paying a lot of attention to comic books. There had time. to be. I mean, I... Well, I, I remembered there being a hemoglobin, oh, and then no. I discovered him in that New Guardians comic recently oh, I that I read. this isn't some sort of... Uh, the, oh, that's called... Yes. Um, is the, it... Not Mandala Effect. That's the one. Is that, that it? Did. Okay. Well, it was called the Mandala Effect. As soon as you then, take the camera off me, I'll, I'm going to Google this. But then the uh, the Hedron Collider went off and everything went to hell. Uh, by the way, this is the best of Pinkie Pie. And what I mean is a weasel got into the uh, large Hedron Collider, and uh, that's when everything went to shit. Ah. What? Pinkie Pie? You, did you read Pinkie Pie, the best of? <laughs> I did Pinkie not Pie? read the best of Pinkie Pie. Well, is that because you had already read all of the rest of Pinkie Pie? Correct. I've already read them. I mean, I have. It's part of my huge My Little Pony collection of comic books my that I have. My Little Pony. They have the best theme song, and the fact that that went away. I mean, I'm sure that the modern Brony is going to disagree with me, but the My Little Pony, My Little Pony. That thing's fucking great. That is a hmm. catchy ass song. Uh, I never even saw that that cartoon as a child, and somehow that theme song is stuck in my head. Uh, anyway, if you want to see Crossbones punching a goblin, how about Red Goblin number seven? Uh, Hemogoblin is only from DC. There and is, there he's is a, no Hemogoblin in the... In Marvel. Whoa. Also, he's one of the most offensive characters in comics because he's a vampire who has AIDS. That's absolutely batshit crazy. It is. At well, the end of go. the New Guardians comic, they're like, oh, no, he's bitten. And they're like, he died because he has AIDS and he has bitten two of the New Guardians. And they're Jesus like, oh, my God, do Christ. I have AIDS from the Hemogoblin? Oh, yeah. God, and that was one strength. issue before Snowflame. <laughs> <laughs> they were really trying. Which whatever. for some reason is $20 everywhere. You cannot yeah, get that comic because, for less than $20. Because the internet did a. But they don't like Hemogoblin. He's just as offensive. Yeah, but people love cocaine. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that stuff. Sn- is like addictive. I love Snowflame in that last issue of Peacemaker from last week. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, if if you are unaware, Snowflame is a character who gets his superpowers from cocaine. Yeah, he just gets more powerful the more cocaine he does. <laughs> just like anybody else. Yeah. Um, Except for not. <laughs> Uh, anyone who's ever smarter done cocaine and more is interesting like, mm. and uh, unless you're charlie sheen the only person who would think that that actually could happen i mean because he has the money to get enough cocaine to make that happen because he's by winning <laughs> yes <laughs> let me see we've got here the scarlet couture 
the munch file every time i look at it i don't see munich i see munch uh but nope it is the munich file yeah i flipped through it it looks like fucking ass oh my god all i can say about it is it's not for me listen i don't like to completely disregard anything but this looks like shit (laughs) it doesn't look that bad are you did you look at the same comic that I did? I mean, I opened it. It didn't look good to me, but it looks like, uh, yeah, it's not great. I'm no, that looks like something that like would fail on Kickstarter. There's plenty worse. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, so we have the, here, speaking of bad designs, uh, I would imagine that if you are looking at this on YouTube right now, you will not know what this comic is called, but it is called Stoneheart by Emma Kubert. Uh, it is just those colors together on a similar colored background. I thought it was a, called Stance. Exactly. <laughs> it looks it looks like it's called Stance. Uh, it's called Squanch. Here, I'll <laughs> cut to you reading it. All right. All right. Well, this, is, this is what okay. it looks like. It's when more legible Bob on the inside. Reads a comic book. Well, she I, comes from a legacy comic book family, so she gets a pass. Yeah, there's no backgrounds in this comic at all. She learned. Oh, there's from some. The best. There's a couple sketchy backgrounds, and uh, there's a block with a door on it. Oh, speaking of better than oh. it has been in a long time, uh, how about Cindy Moon is Silk? Yeah, it's fine. This is a much better Silk comic than I'm used to reading. Uh, Silk yeah. has been one of those series that, like, either it's really good or really bad, and it's like half and half. It seems yeah. like pretty much half the series have been almost unreadable yeah one of those things where it's like you're still not really sure why it exists but this series is good so you're kind of like okay this is fun to look through yeah i mean i was reading that uh that series when she was introduced and i was like oh this is great like before she was cool no i no when she was uh, before it was cool to have read sure i understand what you're saying but it it feels like it was more like when she was when her character was kind of not all right like it was i liked it but i I can definitely see how she doesn't fly as a character like her main focus was to fuck peter parker that was like her whole thing that was when she was introduced it was like we were meant to be together and our pheromones are working together and so she was. oh yeah didn't they like make out the first time they met or something i forgot about that yeah it was weird um and you know yeah, that's kind weird of, kind of not vaguely prom- problematic yeah it was vaguely problematic is all i'll say um but you know what isn't vaguely problematic spirit world no way i love spirit world the only problem is that it might be too good yeah it's true what a shame no this comic is really good it's very good it's a very good comic book it's very fun it's enjoyable to read i love the artwork in it um, and i will I say love that the mythology the covers, the covers do not do justice to what is happening in the books they're more like kind of they're not representational yeah um and and they're 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 doing something specific which i i think gives the book a unique look on the stands um, sure but the but the comic itself but it doesn't tell you what's happening in right. it. Right. Is is more you said it before. It's more like a vertigo book. Like it it little feels bit. like it's got a little bit of like like it feels like John Constantine. Yeah, and well I mean like it feels sort of like kind of books thing. of magic to me yeah, in there a you way. Go. Like Timothy if I were Hunter, gonna yeah, yeah. like give it that kind of a um comparison, although it is its own unique thing because it's a different type of mythology and that's one of the things that I think exactly. makes it 
really enjoyable is it, it's like you're discovering as a person who doesn't know anything about uh these these myths uh discovering them is fun and and the character is likable and i love that constantine is in it and uh cassandra kane and yeah. i think cassandra kane totally works in it in a way that uh and it, I love Cassandra Cain. I've always yeah, been a fan, so definitely, definitely, That's, it's really fun. Like, I just probably really like my it. favorite bad girl character has been Cassandra Cain. So there you or go, bat family person. Yeah, let's say. I mean, your first bat girl is always uh, the one you like the best. I think that's probably true. For me, it's always Babs, but I do really well, that, like Cassandra. No, Cain. she was she was my first. Oh, okay. That was the first one that I read. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe maybe not. I might be wrong. That might be why. Anyway, uh, Spirit World, it's awesome. It's Read great. It. And again, really enjoy yeah, it. like that that whole thing, we had said that before when we were talking about uh, Wonder Girl or whatever they wound up calling it, the Wonder Woman story with uh, Yara Floor. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so cool to have an international thing where you get to have these this mythos that you've never heard of before and you get to see all this new stuff and it's... Yeah. It really just it freshens the whole fucking universe and it's crazy. You know what I want to figure out is why DC I really want to know the story of why DC just like totally abandoned Yara Floor because I was watching on HBO it Max. Me crazy. They have uh, a documentary and it's like this history of DC Comics and it's it's not well done. It's nope. it's not it like sucked. it's it's all just like the actors playing them. And uh, and it's it, they they have pictures of the old comics, but it's but one of the things they have Joel Jones talking about creating Yara Floor, and yeah. it's like they're presenting it in this documentary, three part documentary, but like how big a deal yeah developing Yara Floor Absolutely. was, and like and it's like this huge thing, and now it's just like oh, there's a new Wonder Woman's daughter. Why? And I'm like, why? Like, why? The, and like you were saying, like, we're talking about Spirit World and how it's so cool and how it interfaces with this new mythology. But the Yara Floor stories also did that. Yeah. And it was also super enjoyable. Yeah, like yeah. the way that the the Aztec mythologies kind of dovetailed with the Greek mythology. And like, you know, you had these like right. weird uh, deity beefs and things that happened and it was just it felt fresh and fun and interesting and the art was cool and I just I really don't get why it was like we're making a show of this or it's gonna be like it's no and then idea. it was just like hard stop no I more and especially considering why hell there were Hershey bars with Yara Floor on them oh wow for god's sake like they were merchandising her at yeah. one point like there's a Funko Pop of her like it's what what huh. the fuck man yeah I don't, I don't get, get it, it. it's I weird there's something it. behind the scenes on that and I, I, I would stupid. like to know what the story is because it I would just like to quiet yeah. my brain about it yeah anyway uh, we have the first of the contest of champions or a contest of chaos I apologize it's not <laughs> contest of champions it's actually it's fun it's fine whatever yeah. it's it's just a fun it's I mean, a spider-man annual where he fights wolverine for yeah, mystical yeah. reasons yeah uh we got star trek the, Although the guy person whoever drew that needs to understand that wolverine is shorter than spider-man <laughs> yes we have uh lando versus lobot how could this ever happen mm, it's because of dark droids there you go lobot and is a droid partially you wait now you're gonna find out the true story of everybody's favorite jizz whaler that's right <laughs> Max Rebo. That's right. It is called jizz whaling. I know. It? I put that in the newsletter, and somebody sent me a message saying that that was like, 
uh, I think you mean Jazz Whaler. And I was like, I sent them a clip from the internet and I was like, no, no, no. He's a fucking Jizz Whaler. <laughs> Believe me, I'm aware. Yeah. He's no, I mean. He's no Jazz Whaler. He's, he's, also, like, he barely appears in this comic that has his name in the title. Like, yep. it's like the whole point of it is, like, I mean, maybe I'm flipped it too quickly or whatever but i was like there was a lot of pages without him he's the the narrator and so he's basically narrating what's going on and you're seeing a lot of events from the movies from his point of view which is kind of fun and there's a couple of other things and it's sort of a it's almost a rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead kind of thing there's a there's a thing he did that though with tag of bink which is literally but it's not it's not rosencrantz because it's you're seeing them and they're putting a different spin on what the events mean mm. because you're seeing it from his, but it's okay. It's, it's fine. Sure. It's fine. Uh, we got a Superman annual. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I, you know, I, it's for a jam art issue of Superman. I really liked the idea behind it, which is basically like establishing Lois as the editor in chief of the planet. And, mm. uh, and it's really like a daily planet, like staff, comic and you see like there's new characters that have different roles and some of the established characters that like Steve Lombard is still like the sports guy and Ron Troop is still there um but one of these things I do but I'm not parked in there because there were too many cars in the lot so I'm on the street good call but I do have one of those things (laughs) (laughs) sorry uh, I just wanted to make sure that you weren't going to get towed. Yeah, that would suck. Um, it's only me that's no. probably going to get towed because I didn't put it in my dashboard. It's yeah. in the back seat of my car. Well, you might have noticed today that I didn't show up until six. And that's because of the only parking space I could find was in that commercial lot that is. Oh, uh, you get, and I've gotten tickets for parking there before six. So I literally Monsters. sat in my car until six o'clock to make sure I didn't get a, a ticket. Good call. Um, and then I came in. But uh, but yeah, so the uh, the Daily Planet runnings of the daily planet and there's a it's cool um it was a it was a it was a fun issue of superman i'm into nice. it nice uh we have a survival i didn't read this. which is eh, it's okay it's a it's a vampire story it's pretty good it's I, you should enough. say it the way the guy from survivor says the the title of survivor survival survival <laughs> the new issue of survival what about swan songs i'm not reading it but um you know Maxwell Prince is a fucking genius, so I'm not going to... I skipped it. I'm not going to say anything. This is another one of those things that I didn't see on the shelf. It's something that is kind of depressing, and so I just kind of steer clear of it. Yeah, he doesn't write upbeat stuff. He doesn't like to do upbeat. Uh, But you know what is upbeat? Hmm. The Teen Titans in the House of Ah, I really dig this. It's cool. He's like, basically, uh, this is like doing the... He's... Wade is kind of doing the the various eras of the classic Titans, and this is doing that like haunted house, like almost yeah. like Scooby Doo esque uh, run of Always stories. The best one, um, but also doing like kind of uh, establishing some new canon for the characters, like uh, that is like I one, he did one some that they like Scooby snacks, and yes. also that they drive around in a van. Yes, oh, uh, it's very much this like sounds that. so good. <laughs> but this one has uh, it has Mal Duncan, it has Lilith, it has Gnark, um, and and it also has Charlie the 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 Golden Eagle. Um, but he's only off panel. I think he's going to be in the next one. Nice. But how how they've brought them in is that like there's the Teen Titans, the superhero, but then they have this like network of like kind of uh, sub members that like of their club that do like 
the website or like do like different stuff for them and that's the roles that these people play and um and it's cool and i i just it's nice to see like bumblebee and it's like just cool characters that never really got to have cool comics with them when they were first introduced because unfortunately don heck who uh is awesome but yeah, did not picking on don heck. I, I will never pick on don heck but he should not have been drawing superhero characters like he should just he wasn't a superhero yeah, artist he should have been doing horror comics he should have been doing yeah horror, horror anything romance whatever like give uh, him a, like a, such a good horror artist i love his horror stuff oh, so he much. is a he's a master and and or was and and he just unfortunately the only work he could get he was dead oh yeah oh wow Oh yeah, all those guys are dead now. There's hardly anyone from that uh, generation of artists that are still Way alive. Way to go! Well, I mean, I blame you. That was like seventy years ago that yeah, they were doing their prime fault. work. It's my fault. Yeah, why'd you do it? I didn't make time happen. Mm, yes, you did. Uh, speaking of making time, mm. I got nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Untold tales of I hate Fairyland. I actually is fine. Yeah. It's good. There's some good art in it. And. Uh, the Skull Jugglinist comic of the week. We got <laughs> Vampirella Rage. Skull Jugglers. <laughs> They're skull juggling afoot. Oh, what's that? Uh, jug fucklers. <laughs> like, what is that from? I don't know. It's like some cartoon that had like a thing called jug fucklers. Probably. I, I can only imagine. Uh, it might be Mr. Show. I think it, it might sounds, be Mr. It Show. It sounds very Mr. It's Show. Except whatever it was on HBO, whatever it was, because it was something that let you swear. But uh, yeah, I think it was Mr. Show, Jug Fucklers. Oh, I chose a weird cover <laughs> for this, but uh, weird work is out this week. Hey, a weird cover for yes. weird work. This is such a good book. Yeah, I have all these from when I kickstarted them when they yes. were first around, so it's cool to see them on it's the stands. It's so good. I'd, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to pitch people on Shaky Kane if they don't like him. Yeah, well, because, this is a very much like oh. 2000 AD adjacent sort of kind of thing. Like this could easily have been in a a prog. This, this was out before, right? These are damage replacements. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I think World Tree is a damage replacement. I don't but really know. Guess what? World Tree. It's a comic book, yeah, and people, I think this is a damage pe- replacement. People love it because they damaged a whole bunch of our comic books. Damage, shipping is uh, hard. Damage, uh. You know, my mother said to knock you out, which is weird because she's been dead for years. Um, Werewolf by Night, number 33. Is this the first Moon Knight or the second Moon Knight? Second appearance of Moon Knight. Because his first appearance is at the end of the comic before this. (laughs) Werebeast, Moon Knight. Ah. Ah, yes. Uh, Werebeast, hyphen, hyphen. Moon Knight. <laughs> There's a lot about the. Uh, I, I really don't understand the grammar of this, but uh, there is a supernatural slugfest you dare not miss. Yep. I think that the the parallel that they're trying to draw unsuccessfully is that a were beast is a moon controlled transformation. Correct. Well, true. And he's a moon knight, so it's a were beast versus its his solar opposite of course yes his planetarian opposite the moon night perfect well you know what's you know what's next is a stretch the bat and the cats in wild cats yeah 
Arsenal shows up at the end of this, and I'm like, do I need to buy this? And the answer is no. But I, I do like that Arsenal shows up. He's just showing up in random Batman comics lately, and I don't understand why. It's weird. Nor do I. Also, I, I guess this isn't really a Batman comic. It's a Wildcats comic, but Batman's in it. Everything is a Batman comic. I mean, this is like, yeah, the whole thing is really being sold on Batman being in it. And really, to round this out, let's talk about the fact that I didn't like this comic, uh, Immortal X-Men. It's not very good. Yeah, I mean, if you like a comic where Professor X grows a beard and cries a lot, then that's the one for you. Okay, I do. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Uh, I always wondered what X, what Professor X, I like that his beard sucks. <laughs> I like that I he has too. a shitty beard. Like that he's got a really gross it does, beard. It does grow really fast, though, because it's like, they're like X days later, which now with this new X equals 10 thing, it means in 10 days that Professor mm-hmm. X grew a giant shitty beard. I mean, he used his mind. Or maybe it's X weeks later. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you by flipping X to the first page. X is going to give it to you. He's going to give you a shitty beard. Oh, it is X weeks later, so 10 weeks. Okay, so he could grow that shitty of a beard in that time. Yes. Uh, who? <sighs> Wait. <laughs> oh, boy. No thanks. So he turned... Who is the... That looks just like a comic artist or a comic writer. Is it... Are you saying it looks like Grant Morrison? It looks like a combination of Grant Morrison and, like, three other people. I uh, actually all of Marvel's writers looked like that for a while. <laughs> here's here's the thing: 30%. Professor X has very distinctive eyebrows in every comic book, but when he he he, yes. he, he does not have them in this drawing, which means no. somebody has not read the comics. Uh, yes, he has the monarch eyebrows normally. Yeah, he has like big. Fuckhamster. Yep. yep, he has yep. big fuckhamster. That's eyebrows. how you know it's him, as opposed to any other bald guy. <laughs> Wait, this could just be Daddy Warbucks. Exactly. This could be uh, Telly Savalas, you know? This could be any of Marvel's comic writers from 2010 to <laughs> 2019. Yeah. Literally every single person that worked at Marvel for like a 10-year stretch was all like bald dudes with beards. Wait, is it Yul Brynner? <laughs> no, it's Professor X. You can tell from his eyebrows. You can tell from his eyebrows. And the fact that he's reading your mind, making you... Well, you wouldn't know stuff. he was reading your mind. Oh, damn. That's part of the deal. You think it's happening right now? Possible. Damn. He is fictional. Shit. So maybe not. Those fictional motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. All right, kids. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, wow. There were trades. There were other things. Yeah. We did some things. Uh, but uh, we will talk to you next time. Um uh, yeah, follow us at Coast City Comics. Uh, follow us at Coast City Comics Maine on YouTube. If you want to watch these things, uh, subscribe to us. We would appreciate it. Just smash that hit button. Hit that like that <laughs> like to hit the smash button. It's and, a hit. Uh, the other words that Make us I, a hit. that I've heard people who play video oh. games for a living say. Uh, Rate and know. review us on your favorite <laughs> podcast network. Fuck. Oh, God. It's also trite. I'm so sorry. Nah. It really does help people find our program. It does. (laughs) It's a hideous parody of itself. But you know what? I never tried to sell you a fucking Casper mattress, so enjoy that. hey oh. Hey, it's true. Uh, Anyway, um, Coast City Comics, uh, at Dollar Binge, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. That was good timing, man. (laughs) <laughs> A little bit. Who's on side, guys?